No way. That is crazy. Some of the walls coming off. Oh no. Dude, Mason, you need to get your stuff together. George Mason, that is. It's it's not going back, bro. It's it's done. This is crazy. You don't have Oh, yeah. there you go. <laughs> Let's get it. What's up guys? Welcome back to the Never Alone Podcast. <laughs> Love our intros. We got some, we always got some good stuff. I broke it. They're never going to know. It's My not like it's on video or anything. <laughs> My name is Seth Carell. I'm Isaiah. He's Isaiah, man. Uh, yeah, for anybody listening, we're currently recording uh, in Mason, George Mason's like recording studio. It's a very tight room. The sound space. The sound space, pardon me. <laughs> uh, I should have known. You should have known. I and these little foam things are just ever so gently glued to the wall very gently not like up there you see it it's yeah. coming like someone touched that it's done yeah it's there's open. literally there's so many gaps like of the thing coming off so it's yeah no okay yeah. but it's free so no it complaints. is free we don't have one yeah so this uh just for today we i mean we might continue to shoot here sometimes i don't know we're gonna figure it out but today this was a good space to do it so Absolutely, man. What's up? We have a really interesting episode for you guys today. Um, it's actually one that, for the first time I met, I don't know a lot about this subject. Ooh. You know, I'm, I'm a pretty prideful guy, so for me to get to a point where like I'm like, no, I, I don't have a lot to share about it, mm. it's interesting. So I'm, I'm really going to be relying on you today just for your thoughts. Sick. I'm going to try to figure Love this out that. with you. But um, it's awesome. actually this idea of vulnerability. Okay. So we've, we've brought this up in previous podcasts. We've, okay. we've mentioned it at the end of like, hey, if you're going through it, just open up to somebody. Yeah. Be truly vulnerable. We talked about this idea that maybe one reason you feel kind of left out is like you may not just be engaging with people the right way or mm. giving it your all. So like really, when we talk about vulnerability, um, you brought it back up and said we need to have a farther conversation about that. Mm. And first and foremost, like why is that? Like why are we bringing this back up, Seth? Vulnerability is just, it's a very important part of life, I think, just because I think in every aspect, we kind of know ourselves really well, and we just kind of understand what's going on. And even if we don't, we're usually able to figure it out. Um, but a lot of times, as well, even knowing ourselves and knowing everything we may know, it's just hard to deal with it. And it's hard to go through those things. And we might not know exactly the best way to do it. We might know not or not know the route of which to go, we might have just very clouded judgment and, and that tunnel vision um, and just not knowing and understanding like where to go from here. And like, I know for me, just it, it's, it can be just this huge cloud that is, or it can feel like a huge cloud that's just like encapsulating my brain. That's a SAT word for you, encapsulating. <laughs> couldn't tell, I like you, that. Couldn't tell you how to spell it. I couldn't tell you how to spell it. I have no idea. Encapsulating. Four? Is that four? I think so. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it just like encompasses, encapsulates, covers, shrouds, whatever mm. verb you want to use, my brain, and just makes me feel like I can't do it. I can't handle this. I can't comprehend what's happening, and it just stops you right in your tracks. And so yeah. I think vulnerability is definitely the uh, either the – you can use vacuum cleaner or – like leaf blower that like can blow away that cloud or yeah, suck in that cloud. I like that. Either way. We'll go with leaf blower. I like leaf blower better. Leaf blower sounded 
nice. Yeah. It it's, sounded decluttering, <laughs> which was pretty cool. Yeah. It's that leaf blower that kind of blows away that cloud and just kind of allows uh, either a fresh perspective or um, just allows a better, allows the person who's being vulnerable to just have a better understanding of, of a different way out than what they might think. And even, especially if that thought is, I don't have a way out. Yeah. I like that a lot, man. Like, especially the imagery you use. Like, when you were talking about a leaf roller, I just immediately just started thinking of just a messy room, just yeah. filled with stuff. And when I think about it, it's pretty accurate about, like, what not being vulnerable does. Like, mm-hmm. I really do think about it in the sense of it being this built-up thing of, like, you're just keeping stuff within you, and it just mm-hmm. builds and builds and builds. And it's not a pretty mess. It's not like yeah. things are organized. It's just, like, these things start interacting with each other in ways you never thought before. Yeah. And then one day you're just angry. And you're not sure why you're angry, but yeah. really it's because you have all this stuff going on, yeah. and they're all just, like... So when you talk about vulnerability being a leaf blower of, like, even just this thing that comes in and clears that space and that cloud, mm-hmm. I really like just even that image of that. So one thing I'm curious of, though, is, like, we're throwing this word around, but I like clarity. Mm-hmm. Um, I like things to be very just succinct and clear, especially for our viewers. Con- conciseness is very fun. It is. So what is vulnerability? Just when we're on the same page. Um, vulnerability. So there's, there's kind of two different... W- <clears throat> words that kind of get used for the same thing, which I, I want to make sure that we define and understand the difference between them, which is openness and vulnerability. Mm. Um, so they're different for you. They are different. They're, okay. they're similar, but they're very different in the cousins. aspect of, yeah, sure. Um, second cousins, stepbrothers, sure. Whatever family <laughs> members you want to use. Uh, but openness to me is just, like if I'm talking to you and I'm like, hey man, how, 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 how have these things been? It's like, oh yeah, I've been doing great. I've been, that's been cool. Um, or like even just getting like on a serious note, just like, hey man, um, like if something crazy happens, like, hey man, my, I know your dog just passed away or something. Like, are you feeling okay? Is, is everything going all right? And it's like, yeah, man, thanks for asking. You know, I'm, I'm it, it definitely kind of hurts, but you know, I'm getting through it. And mm-hmm. Whatever it may be, just sharing that aspect, but that that in a way is vulnerability, but in a lot in a lot more, it's more openness. Mm. Vulnerability to me is I'm calling somebody, saying, "Hey, my dog just died, mm. and I need somebody to talk to because it really hurts." I got you. And so it's kind of going out of your way, going out of your way, and and expressing that concern or expressing. Um, the difficulty expressing whatever it may be that that can help you to get through it yeah no i like that a lot um that actually just provided a lot of clarity um even in what we were talking about before the podcast started i feel like that definition in play what i used to call vulnerability is definitely just openness like mm. if people ask me questions i can respond yeah um and i would willingly do so and even in moments like that of like how are you doing because people know something's up or they can read my face so mm-hmm. i can just be like yeah, I'm, I'm not great, but it's even this this way of not even having to give specific details. And it's definitely not seeking. Like, yeah. There's a clear difference there. I'm not seeking yeah. to open up by any means whatsoever. Um, and that could be for a lot of reasons. So I, I do like that that clarity between the two. Um, and I'm almost curious, though, just I want to hear it more and play. Like, I like the example you gave, but do you have any personal stories of just true vulnerability i've got a lot of them not that i'm any expert on it but um yeah i think especially 
I deal a lot with uh, mental health. I was diagnosed with depression my senior year, and then I've been diagnosed and undiagnosed and re-diagnosed and undiagnosed and all that. <laughs> Just uh, so many times with bipolar disorder yeah. and people thinking that I have it and then I don't, and that I do have it and that I don't. And so I don't really know if Even if, if I have it. Thing is <laughs> if that's the case, but like, yeah, just having having gone through a lot of that stuff, I think like one of the killers of depression is just vulnerability. Um, and so I have I have a few scenarios and a few cases where that happened. I mean, I think about or the biggest one I think to me was when I went to uh, my church's like campus retreat, mm. and we went to I believe Hershey Park. And I'm not a big roller coaster guy. I've never been a big roller coaster guy. And I just started to feel left out because everybody were huge roller coaster people. Yeah. And everybody was going on rides and having fun with each other. And I was and like I was just sitting there and like holding everybody's stuff. I was I felt like a pack mule. <laughs> like yeah. I just like felt so down. And I already felt kind of a lot of stuff and felt felt very lonely going into the weekend already. Yeah. And so by the time that I got there and was was in there, I was just like so done. And I remember at one point I just left and I just went and walked around and I sat down at the entrance and I was like kind of contemplating just leaving and going back to the hotel that we were all staying at. Um, I was contemplating just like sitting there forever and <laughs> just waiting till the amusement park closes and just sleeping outside or doing like something like crazy. Um, and I just remember sitting there and I was like, I don't want to be thinking these things anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of, like, it sucks to think these things. It sucks to feel wow. these things. And I'm very depressed at the moment. I should probably talk to somebody about this. And you were aware of that in that moment. Like, as you were yeah. sitting there, you were like, man, this sucks. Yeah, I was like, this sucks. Like, I don't like feeling this. I don't want to, like, I mean, I don't know if I want to feel happy inherently. But, like, I know I don't want to be feeling this pain and this hurt. And... So I was like, okay, what do I do? I was like, I don't really know what to do. <laughs> so I sat there for a little bit more just thinking about uh, options and alternatives and like, okay, should I just go up to somebody from my group and like, hey, I'm feeling uh... – <laughs> like, like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, and, like what do you do? And so I, I just ended up texting somebody and um, he was one of the one of my friends like that I wasn't really close to inherently but – I knew that he was kind of good at listening and he was kind of mm. more of a quiet guy, but I knew that he was kind of just good at listening to things. Um, and so I just texted him and I was like, Hey man, I'm really just, I'm feeling a lot. Like, can we talk? Um, like, I don't, uh, I don't mean to like interrupt your like time at the park or whatever, but I just, I just need to talk to somebody right now. Um, and he called me and he was like, yeah, man, where are you? Like, is everything okay? And I was like, yeah, just, let's meet this place. And I remember just like sharing them, like everything that was going on and all the thoughts and the feelings I was having. And just, I mean, most of them, I don't, I don't know if I shared everything with them, but I just shared, shared a lot of what was going on. I remember even just like crying in the middle of Hershey park, oh, <laughs> just like, wow. It was like, <laughs> people were walking by and I was just like, just weeping, just it was all out on bitter you, tears. You're really yeah. out there. Yeah, just I was I was vulnerable to all the people walking by, just <laughs> watching this big white guy cry into the arms of this little scrawny African dude, and he's not scrawny; he's actually pretty buff. Not gonna lie, but uh, <laughs> this like smaller African guy, and just like 
it was it was definitely a funny sight looking at it. <laughs> I'm sure for for anybody watching, but um, yeah, I just I mean I remember like getting up and him like giving me a hug and just like tell me things were gonna be okay, and he didn't re- even really in that moment have a lot of advice to give. Yeah, but I remember just at the very least like just getting it off my chest and like bringing somebody into it really kind of made me feel better in that moment. And then Mm -hmm. not only that, but just, I was able to kind of be able to, okay, this is a real problem. I can, let me actually do something about this. And by doing something about it, it was like, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. That really, dang, I'm so sorry. And I was just like, yeah, it does suck. Mm. You're right. That did stink. Yeah, feeling that kind of sucked. It did. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know what? <laughs> <laughs> and I definitely like just remember ending the weekend so much so much stronger and then even that that triggered a lot of things or like it, it set a lot of things in motion to be able to help me to figure out more about myself to just change a lot of things. So mm. um yeah, I think like I mean that that's definitely not like the perfect example of what vulnerability is but i think that's one of the biggest ones that comes to my mind where just just kind of talking about something just really helped to clear that cloud yeah man i love that just because i mean the more you talk about it the more i realize one big aspect i was missing from the vulnerability thing it's just like this idea of seeking it out like even in that moment i know for sure that i probably would have just dealt with it you know like i would have been like it is shoved it, it is. down, or, and I'm not sure if that's just like culture or upbringing, but it's almost like this like need to be okay at all times, like yeah. especially in the middle of a park. It's like if people could read it on my face, it's like my answer is put on a smile, like you know, to smile about it, yeah, and deal with it when you get home. And for you to like go out your way and say like, no, I want to get to the root of this, like pull a brother aside or pull like this friend aside, is really that's crazy to think about, <laughs> and it, it is really like. It's strange. It's it's so strange. I'm like, man, weird. that does not go through my head. Like, it's not even a thought in my head. It's not that. something a lot of people think about. Just, like, talking about feelings, talking about emotions. Like, Mm-mm. it's really very against, like, I think what a lot of us were raised up to be. Because, like, I mean, I, I even think about just, um, like, my upbringing and just a, a lot of what my family did was just shove stuff down. And, like, yeah. if something happened, you don't talk about it. No, absolutely. And then once... Like, once you're mad or once you're angry or once you're in an argument, you bring it back up and then use that as ammunition. Mm. Like, and it was just, like, this huge cycle of just not talking about it and then being able to use it as firepower. And so it was always just a tough thing thing for me to to talk about things because then bringing them into the light, it was just used as ammunition. And it was used as, like, this... Um, this just firepower against me that I didn't want to have. I didn't want to be yelled at for feeling stuff. Yeah. Um, but that's real. Like I, I relate to all that. I think even just going through my upbringing, hiding was a really big aspect of, mm-hmm. of just being in the family. Like we yeah. don't talk about much. We just don't. Um, it's not something tough conversations just don't happen like that. There's, there's pretty much two things that can be either something like you need to do. And it's just, if it's a conversation is saying like you're slacking, get it together mm. or we're not talking, you know, mm. or it's behind closed doors. It's, it's one of the three. It's yeah. never just like, here it is. This conversation is going to suck, but like, let's talk through it and yeah. let's get through it together. Like there's, there was none of that. Yeah. And that's not to knock my fam. Cause I know 
for them it was it was a lot of the same things for them yeah. growing up just knowing their stories but now that i think about it's it it's just like, a cycle like for a lot of for a lot of people and a lot of families even. it sucks like even for amongst like the brothers like all three of us that were in the house we didn't talk to each other like that mm-hmm. like I, I couldn't tell you what was going on with my yeah. brother and they definitely can't tell you what was going on with me because yeah. we we're just not talking and there's really this idea of like handling it on your own and like just being okay like when you come home it's like this i was school it was yeah, <laughs> you know, like you're not, you're not getting details. You're Why not... do you care, <laughs> loser? <Right? laughs> you know, like nerd, <laughs> get out of here. Unless something crazy happened that involved them needing to go to the school for whatever reason, yeah. it's like all the details were just left out of it. Yeah. There's no talking about like, yeah, going to school. It just sucks. Like I, I go there and it's like I don't, I don't know people. Like there's yeah. none of those conversations yeah. happening. Like they're happening in my head if they're happening at all. Like, I think I even hide it from myself sometimes, which is mm. which is the crazy thing of, like, you're okay, bro. Like, if you can't get through this, like, what's really going on? And yeah. I, I think there's this real almost need to be okay all the time. So mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate even that sort of clarity of, like, seek out help the moment things you know. You're like, you know you don't yeah. like feeling this way, so why not seek it out? Yeah. And it's definitely a new thing I'm learning. And I'm almost curious. That, that does bring up a memory in my own head. One of my own stories is, like, I remember... Now, since there's clarity of, like, this real seeking it out, I do remember there was one moment where I did seek it out. Like, and it was right after the story I shared, um, I think, a couple episodes ago, um, after the funeral, where we had that big family fight. And there were certain things that happened in that fight that I remember I wanted to follow up on. And I wanted to have a conversation with my dad. And it's, like, one of the first times I was like, no, I'm going to follow up on this because it's not okay. Like, mm-hmm. um, I had just, like, a level of, like, clarity for the first time where I'm like this really isn't okay like I shouldn't let this pass and those moments are few I'm a normal mm-hmm. normally I'm like go with the flow I'm like it will work itself out like yeah. I don't need to get involved almost like you know that's between them and God essentially is mm-hmm. like my way of thinking about it but in this specific moment I'm like oh no this is something that I understand that I need to talk about yeah and I tried talking about it and it it didn't go at all like he just missed the point completely and again not knocking my dad we just like did not see eye to eye with what I was bringing up like mm-hmm. For him, like, that was just none of my business. Or, like, it was something that didn't have to involve me. And I remember sitting there, and I was just like, I don't know what to do now. So I remember I, I reached out to my closest uncle, like, the the habit-together uncle mm-hmm. is how I would label him. Like, the one that I thought that if there's anybody could who could help in this situation, mm-hmm. it would be him. And I called, and I was like, I'm going through this thing, and I don't know how to deal with it, and I need your help. And essentially, he told me the same thing that my pops told me, which is like, I don't think that's any of your business. And I mm. think in that moment, from that point on, I was like, you don't reach out to people. Like, There's no mm. point in reaching out. Like, yeah. If you can't handle it yourself or if it's not something that you can handle, there's no point in like being vulnerable anymore. Like, yeah. It's like either you deal with it and it's your situation. Like, You don't need to be involved in other people's lives and they don't need to be involved in yours. Yeah. So like, you bring up a really good point. How, how do you... For you, you were able to text somebody and just go talk with them. And, and it, in my head, I'm just thinking, like, how do you know who to reach out to? Like, I think of all these people in high school right now who they don't necessarily know people yeah. they can reach out to. They feel like, matter of fact, the people who have listened to this podcast that we would be the most helpful to probably feel like they don't have anybody. Like, yeah. they don't they don't feel like they can reach out to anybody. They True. don't. Parents, you probably definitely aren't talking to them. Like, when it comes to, like, realness of, like, mom, dad, I'm going through this. It's probably not happening, yeah. if I'm being real. So, like, who? Who do you do this stuff to? That's a great question. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's really, I think, easy for anybody to let 
any kind of past hurt rule their future judgment. Mm. Um, just even with what you were saying about just like, and I appreciate you saying that of, of you know, I talked to my dad, he said, it's none of my business. I talked to my uncle, he said, that's none of my business either. And like, you bring up that great point, which is like, you know, and for so many people, and even for me, like there's there's just so many past hurts, there's so many past pains that is holding me back from from doing what I did initially. Yeah. Um, and so even just like, you know, I, I even think about stuff like addiction. Like when, when you think about like an alcoholic, it's it's mm-hmm. a lot easier for for them to just continue being an alcoholic because that's what they're used to. And even yeah. the the past hurt of maybe even trying to quit and like not being successful mm-hmm. is going to lead them that to like, be more alcoholic. Yeah, or like even if they tried, they would fail. So exactly. why do it anyway? Exactly. And so, um, yeah, I think that's even something that really like kicks into my brain and has it, it, it had a really big stronghold mm. even just recently I think about um, and even even after a few victories like I think about um, as well just with that mindset like there's a lot of times when you know we have victories that are like pushing past those those many many failures there there yeah. are victories that we can have that we have sometimes but they just get swallowed up by all the failures and all the the wrongdoings that that have happened. Um, And so just to kind of answer your question, like, who do we talk to? Like, I I think there's always somebody that's Mm -hmm. very, they're very, that might be very cliche and it might be very like, there's, there's always someone to talk to. (laughs) There's, if you look into your heart, there's always, but like, I think like the biggest, the biggest thing that I recognize I recognized in that moment was like, I don't have to sit here. Mm. I don't have to just sit here and be by myself and look sad and look depressed until somebody comes up and says something to me. I can do something about this. Yeah. And not that everybody's in that place or not that I was in that have haven't or not that I've always been in that place. And even when going through that same thing, have been in that place. But there's always something that can be done. Mm. Um, And so like. Even just with with thinking about in that moment, like, okay, who can I text? Who can I talk to? That guy that I texted, I had talked to him a couple of times and he was in my like, like region or he was, he went to the same church I did and he was in the same like campus ministry. But before that, I hadn't really talked to him and I hadn't really like gotten to that level with him where I would share like super big insecurities that I was having and super big feelings that I was going through. But I knew that if I didn't give it a try and if I didn't do anything about it, it wasn't going to get done. Yeah. Um, And I think even just with that, like there's in Alcoholics Anonymous, there's just this idea that the first step to recovery is admitting that there's a problem. Yeah. Um, Of the of all the eight or all the ten. I think it's ten steps. All the all the ten. No, I don't know. It's a certain however many steps there are. (laughs) The first step every time is admitting that there is a problem. Yeah. Um, and so I just think about like, without me saying, okay, something's wrong, it's not going to get done. Um, and that just goes to show you that it is so important to talk about those things Yeah. and to open up to somebody. And so, you know, I think about even in high school, I was definitely one of those people that didn't feel like I had many friends. And even if I had acquaintances and even if I had like those people like at school that were like, chill, I was chill with. 
Um, I wasn't going to be talking to them about like, man, I feel really like weak right now. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a failure. I feel like all these, like, cause I wasn't trying to get conned on. I was yeah. trying to look like a punk to nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, None of that. <laughs> not, not that I was like in inner city Philadelphia or something, like, <laughs> something crazy like that. But, um, or it, like I was going to get beat up for saying, I, yeah, I'm feeling weak. Behind you, yeah, but like, like, that's what it felt like a lot of times. Like I'm going to get looked at weird for being, for being weak. And so, um, you know, I would talk to my, my counselor at school. I would just, I would go to her office and I would just, I remember like when, uh, when one of my relationships that I was in kind of failed, I, I went to her and I was just like, look, I'm feeling a lot and I don't want to talk to my friends right now. Cause you know, they're, they're just either going to tell me to suck it up or I'm dumb for feeling these things or whatever it may be. Um, so I went to her, I went to like my teacher. I remember talking to my, um, my English teacher and was just like, hey, I'm going through a lot of stuff. You've in the past shown that you're relatively trustworthy and like that you kind of care a little bit about me. Yeah. <laughs> and that you're not going to clown me for <laughs> for <laughs> like talking about these feelings that I'm having that are weird and I don't even know the answer to. Yeah. But like there are those people. And I mean, I think about my auto tech teacher as well. Um, who was a guy even like he was he was yeah, a man right. that I was sharing with hey the, my parents are doing these things and it's hurting my feelings yeah and that's right there's like I think it's there's always people there's always somebody and I think even if your peers aren't aren't the answer like adults there there are adults in your life like you're always going to have some kind of adult in your life like as you're as you're growing up whether it be in the school, uh, a counselor, a teacher, or even in college, like there's, there's so many academic advisors and so many people, like I'm, I went to my academic advisor and was just like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. Please yeah. help me. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I talked to people about that before, but like, I was like, you know what you're doing? Please help me. Uh, just, yeah. she was like, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's work through it. Let's do these things. And, um, yeah, I think just long story short, and just to kind of sum it all up, it's, there are always going to be people in your life, whether or not you, it may feel like it in that moment. Um, and so it's just, it's one of those things that, you know, I guess it's just, it, it's easy to miss. Yeah. But there's always going to be somebody that, that you can talk to, that you can bounce an idea off of, that you can share a feeling with, whatever it may be. Yeah, I love that. I love that, man. And, I just have like one follow up to that and then I want to wrap it up because I know this episode um, went a little long, which is one thing you said is like, oh man, I can't necessarily go to my friends right now because they're going to look at me in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And I, even in thinking of this whole conversation, there is this sense of like, this is a very new thing. This isn't really, even me, like this is like one of the first times I heard the concept of like seeking out something. Yeah. And I imagine like even the person you texted, I'm not sure if he's been in that situation before or not. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure but like for someone who's about to do that for the first time and there's all these like cultural things telling them like this is weird like I've, I've never done this before like how do you how do you prep your friend for that situation let's say they are opening up to mm-hmm. appear like let's say they are texting somebody and it's like hey come to me and like I need help like do you just say I need help like is it that simple yeah I mean <laughs> In some cases, yeah, like definitely in some cases, it's it, it is as simple as texting. I need help because um, in almost every scenario, like 
in our in our human nature we just we, we want to help people we don't want people to be going through crappy things yeah if we can give a little bit of effort towards them like if it, it's it's one of those things that just we as humans don't enjoy watching other humans suffer especially when we kind of like them a little yeah, even a just little, a little bit. bit there's a little something yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and so yeah i think it, it can definitely boil down to a couple of things. It can boil down to either just being selective with what you're sharing, like kind of putting out feelers. Um, or it can even be just like, just kind of getting it all out there if that's what you need to do, like whatever it may be. But like, I even, I remember even talking to him and I was, or when I first started talking to him, I was like, look, I don't know if, if you're ready to hear this or if like you're even able to hear it. And I, I don't know if I even need anything for you to say back or just, I, I don't, I just need somebody to listen. Yeah. I just need somebody to hear what I'm going through. You can say stuff if you want to. You don't have to. Mm. Um, but I just need somebody to listen to what I have to say. I love that. And my feelings. And so it's a, a lot of times it's as simple as that. And it's just like, you know, there are times where you, you want advice. It's yeah. like, hey, please, I, I, can, I, can I run this by you? I just need some advice. Sometimes it's, man, I just need somebody to talk to. I just yeah. need somebody to listen to me. And I've had a lot of those times where, like, I've I've even been in times that are specifically based around people giving advice to each other mm. and just being like, guys, look, I need just somebody to talk to. I don't want any of you to say a word after what I say. <laughs> and you, nine times out of ten, almost ten times out of ten, nine point like nine times out of ten, they're going to respect that. And so, yeah. It's ten minutes left. Awesome. Thank you so much. Sweet. So I want to end. That's a great little wrap it up. I want to leave people with one practical, which is this, even starting the process of being vulnerable. Like how, how do you find that? Like, how do you find something? Cause like even seeking it out, I remember moments where I was just like, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. And even admitting I'm not for the first time is like mad complicated. So like, I mean, you think even about that, like that one meme with the dog that's in a room that's on fire. (laughs) Yeah. I'm cool with this. Yeah. Everything's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Everything's fine. So how do you find that thing that is like for the first time that you say like, I'm not okay. Like, how do you even start that? I I wish I had that answer. Um, I think it's different for everybody. Um, I think a, a, good place to start is finding things that you're just not okay with. Mm. Like I even think about a different type of vulnerability where um, just recently, even I was, we were, I was on a trip and I just felt disrespected by somebody. And my initial instinct was just to shut down, not talk to him and don't, I'm never going to talk to you again. Yeah, <laughs> It was just, I mean, it, it's not the best response, but it was my response. And I remember just like, you know what? I'm not going to do this. I'm not okay with the fact that a you disrespected me, but I'm not okay with just us ending it there. Yeah. And that being the end of our friendship, because this was somebody I actually cared about. This was somebody that, you know, I wanted to be friends with. I wanted to have a friendship with. I I didn't want things to, I didn't want it to end like that. Yeah. And I wasn't okay with it. So I was like, you know what? I texted and I was like, look, I don't really want to talk about this, but I need to talk about something with you. Can we talk? And and then when we when we had seen each other again, when we were at the next place we were going to, we just sat down and we just talked for like 20 minutes. And I was just like, look, I don't want to talk about this. I don't like being vulnerable. I don't think anybody likes really being vulnerable. 
but I know that this is something that I have to do um, if I want us to be okay. And this this is something I'm not okay with. Yeah. But it, it really boils down to, I think, identifying just what you're not okay with and things in your life that you're just, you're not going to be okay with if they continue to happen. That kind of, that kind of thing. I don't, I don't know if that um, makes no, sense. No, no, I love that. And yeah, I do want, that's how I want to end it. Um, For the audience, if you're listening to this right now, my major takeaway, even in just hearing his story, is like, it starts with this idea of admitting there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, that's extremely hard to do. I like, like my whole thing is like, you're okay, Isaiah. Yeah. Like you can keep just going. go with the you're flow. You're fine. Like, I'm very similar. You're to that. good. Yeah. And it takes a lot for me to admit there's a problem. Honestly, I don't. <laughs> if I'm being real, like that to this day, like I still do that. And I think one powerful thing that you can take from this is if you're listening, um, challenge by choice is just write down one thing that you're not okay with right mm-hmm. now. Like try to actually find something because it's probably there. Like whether you want to admit it or not, there's probably something bothering you yeah. right now. Like and and it's eating you a little. Yeah, and you're either like ignoring it, you don't want to admit it's a thing, but it's there. And if you could just write that thing down on a piece of paper, I'm not telling you to do anything with it right now. All I'm asking is for you to take a chance and maybe admit that there may be something wrong and just write it down. And what that will give you is an opportunity where maybe you want to share that with somebody else, maybe you don't, but at least you know there's a thing there and there's something to discuss. And yeah. I really want that to be the last charge. Um, thank you guys for listening to yet another episode. Absolutely. Never Alone Podcast number nine. This one was powerful. I love this one. It was like, pretty awesome. I feel like there was a lot of things you guys can take from it. Please listen back to it. And just thank you so much, Seth, for your vulnerability. Like, Of course. Jeez, man. Like, that's some of, wisdom right that's, there. That was more of openness. Uh, that was wisdom. <laughs> it was. I, I, I'm, that's what I'm here for. That's what we're just here to start conversations um, and literally starting conversations about starting conversations. Absolutely. So, so if you have something you're working through yourself, man. Shut up. If there's something you're looking to, like, let's say you find something and it, and it does start bothering you, um, definitely reach out to us. We're yeah. here. Like, um, you can reach out either by email, which is Isaiah at NeverLoneProject.com. You can hit us up on Instagram DMs. You can leave a message in the comment section. Um, yeah, just reach out to us. Like, we have so many forms of, like, reaching out to us that we want you to talk. To. We want you to actually start this conversation. Yeah. So thank you guys so much. And we appreciate you. Absolutely. All right, see you guys next time. Three second, three second. One, two, three.